Okay, so a day late and a dollar short, the story of my life. Yeah. On, on call struck again. Yeah, on call struck again, and nap time ran a little long. Yeah. And, uh, it is what it is, but here we are. Yeah, it happens, but we've got more field trip stuff to discuss, so. We do. It'll be fun. So Fun um, show. Worth the wait. Always worth the wait. So let's get our warning out of the way. Here it comes. This podcast may not be suitable for children. If you are easily offended or bothered by strong language or dark humor, this may not be the podcast for you. This podcast accepts no responsibility for butthurt feelings or erections lasting longer than four hours. Thank you. Good evening and welcome to What the Was That? I'm your host, Dwayne. And I'm Jill. And we're late. Yeah, and I still haven't reminded you to record that beep a little quieter. Oh, sorry. (laughs) My bad. (laughs) Yeah, we're late. Um, You know, once a week, it's a flexible time frame, right? Sure. We still have it going this week. Right. It's still this week. All the way till yeah. Sunday, so. And I forgot I was back up on call, so whoops. Yep. Probably could have prepared a little better. But here we are. Yeah, totally unprepared. As usual. <laughs> that's really nothing new at hey, all. But you hit the right button this time. I did. I did hit the right button. So that's a plus. We're already in good shape. Going to be the best show. Yes, going to be the best show. <laughs> Do you know what we're talking about? Um... As far as I know, we are going to discuss a field trip that went on, we went on last Friday with the Southern Ghost Girls mm-hmm. out of Coleman, and we're probably going to talk about an upcoming field trip of next week where we should be recording the show from Peoria, Illinois for the Ledgestone Disc Golf Tournament. But probably not about disc golf. No, we'll probably have a topic of some kind. We'll probably have a topic, but we will talk about some disc golf because it's freaking ledgestone. And we might have to just make notes in the car because we come up with weird shit in the car. Absolutely. It'd be kind of like that episode where we just talked about random shit. Right. Which people liked, so. Uh, I did do a quick Google today. There are there are some spooky things in um, Peoria. Well, good, because we have a free day, kind of. So. We do. If we can't get into spectate, we're going to go investigate. Yeah, <laughs> that rhymed. Yeah, you, you, you know what's fixing to happen? What? I was a poet and didn't know it. <laughs> <laughs> That's bad. Horrible. So I did a little adjusting on the microphones last night. Okay. So because sometimes I tend to get away from the mic a little bit. Yeah, you like to not stay up in your microphone. Right, because some, like right now I'm sitting off of my chair back, but then sometimes I want to sit back like this and see my voice goes away. Yeah. But um, I'm hoping that the gain will pick up a little better, and I will notice it more in my ears, and I can move the mic or move me. I stay way up in my microphone, so. Well, you start sitting up, sitting back. I don't. Right. Because I got to reach up and hit the board and stuff. Oh, true. And I adjust my mic if I move back, so. Yeah. it kind of squeaks. So I thought we'd also, too, maybe throw in a little of my 
experiment while I was waiting to do my job. Oh, yes, yes. You did do a little experiment there. So yeah. what we might get in it. We will cover that as well. Because, yeah, but just briefly. But Yeah, which this is going to be a quick show because right now it is 9 o'clock on Wednesday. Which means we're already like 17, 18 hours, some sort, 21 hours late. Yes. I can't math tonight. Roughly. I'm surprised she's still awake tonight. <laughs> it's been a battle. So. Been a battle. Um, so you want to talk about the Lowry House? I'm sure. Let's talk about the Lowry House. Well, do you want to mention that that's where we went last week and you oh. just talk a little bit and then I'll go over some yeah. history stuff? So and- I got a text from our friend Leslie who runs the Southern Ghost Girls um, paranormal tours. She's like the president. Yeah. She's owner-operator. <laughs> and what they do, when I say they, I mean she, she has a, some ladies that they dress in the old Southern bell top. Like Civil War period yeah. dresses. And um, they do ghost tours and investigations. They give you a, um, what's that thing called? An EMF detector? Yes, I was going to say REM, but that's a band. <laughs> it's the end of the world yes, as that's we them. know it. Copyrighted. We do not own the rights to this music. <laughs> so um, they let you use an EFM meter. EMF. EMF. Wow, look at me. <laughs> um, and some dowsing rods. And they also have REM pods, which is another EMF top detector. Yeah. So. And they teach you how to use it, kind of. Electromagnetic frequencies is what that stands for. Yes, EMF, electromagnetic frequencies. So they do that, and they let you walk around with them, and it's hit or miss. I'm I'm not a real hard believer in the dowsing rods, per se, because I think a lot of that is the vibration of you in your hands and the subconscious muscle twitches in your fingers that would make it move even though I know it spins freely I've had some weird stuff happen with mine I won't I'm not denying it I'm just saying I don't really buy in 100% now after this past week the EMF thing I do kind of buy into it a little bit more yeah and especially because the first time we used the emf detectors on tour with them in coleman nobody's did anything no they just like stayed with the little green light blip all night long i literally had to take my phone and run it by the the meter to make sure it was still on yeah so we we didn't really think that they did anything we're like okay these are these are useless. Yeah. We don't need one of these. So this is our third trip with them? Yep. Okay. In about a month. Roughly, yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, we have a blast. Or if we didn't enjoy it, we wouldn't go back to it. But we have a good time hanging out with these people. And like I said, she reached out to us and asked if we were coming. So apparently she likes us. Yeah. So... If you haven't looked up Southern Ghost Girls on Facebook, 
Please you should do. look them up. Yes. They're going to be on a TV show that I don't remember the name of. Um, I don't remember. At some point. I know Something, it's, on Col- it's on the Coleman channel. Yeah, but they're, they're going to be on like a nationally broadcast, like something about hauntings in your small town or something right. like that. We'll get the link and we'll put it in the show notes because I think it's on the Facebook channel because she posted it. Yeah, uh, but if early. they come near you, do it. Do a tour. Yeah, it's fun. Because it's not just your typical walk around and they tell you spooky stories. Like, you go around with them and they tell you the history of where you are and some, like, a few past experiences or who might be present. Right. But then you investigate with them. Yeah. You get to literally ask the questions to the spirits and and get the response through the equipment and i try real hard not to take over and i do real bad at that she does horrible at it (laughs) but i get into it even with me she's like you know maybe the spirit doesn't like women talking to it you need to talk to him okay and i start then all of a sudden she's talking and she won't shut the hell up once it starts answering i get excited and start having lots of questions to ask and they just come out and then she goes well why aren't you talking well, I was, but guess what? Somebody stole my thunder, so I'm just going to sit over here and watch. I'm sorry, dear. I get excited. I don't believe you're sorry. They can't see you. <laughs> they can feel the look I'm giving you, though. Like, what the hell? You, you get used to it. So, let's talk some history of the Lowry House Please, real quick. Yes, let's do. And let me tell y'all something. I did not realize this place existed existed and it exists in the middle of huntsville alabama yeah and so i'm gonna i'm gonna get into this i think in this history but one of the drawing points of this place is there is a hidden room in the center of a house yes and i'm drawing with my fingers and y'all can't see it (laughs) very visual tonight apparently um so this (laughs) (laughs) This hidden room that I'm gesturing at (laughs) was used for the Underground Railroad. They hid people, slaves that were runaway slaves, runaway slaves that were trying to get north in this room. And I, okay, this may make me sound stupid. I don't know. I, I learned about the Underground Railroad in school, I've read a couple of books fiction books about the underground railroad when i was growing up i knew it was a thing i knew it happened i knew it happened in the south it never once crossed my mind until last friday that there were places around here that were part of it i you know what i knew there were places around here i did not realize they were so close i thought they were birmingham um, well, but there'd have to be places all over. I yeah. mean, just a day's travel, there'd have to be another stop. Well, you know, do you remember seeing the little white statues of, like, well, jockeys? Yeah. Did, and some of them were depicted black kids. Right. Did you know those were signs? I did not. Saying that they this was a safe place for runaway slaves? I did not. There was something different about the ones. I forgot what it was, but um, I do remember that because I thought, I've seen those my entire life, and I never realized that they actually meant something. But I felt, and I've said 
to basically anybody who ever talks to me about academics and stuff that history was always my worst. Like, it didn't interest me. I'd say I'm probably getting more interested in history now that we're getting into this kind of stuff because if you don't know the history, you can't really know who or what you're communicating with or experiencing. Right. But I wasn't ignorant of the fact that the Underground Railroad existed and had to have existed around here. I just never really thought about it. Never really thought about, hey, maybe the house next door, you know, well, not here, but there's not anything historical enough around us to have existed and been part of the Underground Railroad, but just as close as Huntsville that could be part of that. Right. And even then, kind of equating that little room to, like, where Holocaust survivors were. They had to hide. Right. Kind of puts you in the Anne Frank. Yeah, like just a roomless or a windowless room that they've turned into a bathroom in this house. (laughs) But... I think it was a bathroom. I don't think they turned it into a bathroom. I think there was a bathroom there. Well, I mean, I guess I'd hope that there was a bathroom in it, but... Right. If there was people hiding, but... I mean, you think a bathroom-sized room... And that's not very big for people to have to stay no, in and hide. The, the room was actually quite small. It was about the size of um, half of a good-sized walk-in closet. Yeah. But it was long. It was yeah. way longer than what I thought it was going to be. Yeah. I mean, they maximized the space that they had, I guess, that wasn't visible from the outside and wouldn't be noticeably missing. Right. You can't tell if this room is there by looking at it from the outside. No. So... The history stuff that I'm going to read, um, I actually went on to Evil Cheese Productions' blog. And Evil Cheese Productions are some folks that use the house to do um, drama-type Yeah, plays. they do theater productions, yeah, theater in, productions in the Lowry House. And it's this blog is written by Wayne Miller, who is the gentleman that had the blue beard yes. that talked with us that night. Yes. Super nice guy. So he knows the house really well, um, and he had the most information gathered all in one place for me to kind of go through some history. So I'm going to borrow from him a little bit and give a shout-out to Evil Cheese Productions. Put a link in the description. Yep, and once um, COVID goes away, I'm sure they will be doing more shows again, but they do, like, in-your-face theater, like you're part of the show. So... What he had to say about this is that during the Civil War, um, Huntsville was being occupied by Yankee troops. The Lowry family had invited a a relative, a young woman named Anne, to come stay with them. Anne's husband had gone off to fight with the Confederacy, and she was left there alone. It says alone, but she she went to the Lowry house with just her servant, who was an elderly black woman who she called Aunt Missy. Aunt Missy was her servant, was her slave, but had had raised her basically since she was a baby. Right. So she thought of her like as her family member. Mm-hmm. Um, Missy came with Anne to Huntsville and refused to leave. Word had gotten out that the Yankees were leaving town and anything that they couldn't steal and take with them, they were burning or destroying. And that included the people that lived there. So it wasn't safe for anyone to be in Huntsville, so the Lowry family left town until the danger passed. 
They tried to get Anne to go with them, but she refused. She had gotten word from her husband that he was going to desert at the first convenient opportunity and come home to her. So this was towards the end of the war, and it was kind of becoming clear that the Confederacy wasn't going to win. So a lot of the Confederate soldiers were just like ditching out and like, I'm, I'm not going to die for a losing cause. So she had gotten word back to him that she would wait for him in Huntsville at the Lowry house. So she wouldn't leave. She knew he was coming back to her and she didn't want to leave and him think that she had left him and then they never reconnected. Cause, right. Couldn't, they couldn't find each other. No Life 360 back then where you could track and find where you went. <laughs> um, so she stayed at the house alone except for Aunt Missy stayed with her. Mm-hmm. She would stand for hours looking at her bedroom window hoping to see her husband come home. One night... A group of drunken Yankee soldiers came to the house. Aunt Missy met met them on the front porch and tried to stop them with an old cavalry pistol that she carried. She had used it to bluff her way out of trouble before, but not this time. The pistol was incapable of even being fired. It had never worked the whole time Aunt Missy had carried it. The soldiers attacked Missy. Anne was watching out from her bedroom window and she saw it. So, the next part of the story, there's there's some different opinions of what happened next. Um, in one version, Anne screamed at the men to stop. One of the men looked up and saw her and shot at the window, which hit her. But the more likely version is that Anne saw what was happening and came running downstairs to try to help Missy and defend her. Somehow, during the fight, a gun discharged... The bullet hit Anne and killed her instantly. These soldiers realized they had just murdered an unarmed young woman, decided maybe we don't want to go in here and steal stuff and yeah, get caught. Probably going to leave. So let's just take off. Nothing to see here, folks. Yeah. Bye. So Aunt Missy, after she'd been beaten by these guys, has to take Anne and bury her by herself. And she is buried somewhere on the grounds. And this yard that the house, or the property that the house sits on, is maybe a quarter of an acre? Now. Back now. then, it was a plantation. Yes. Back then, this place was huge. And so that says that the location of her grave has been lost, and it could be underneath one of the businesses nearby, including like a Chinese restaurant, dry cleaner, or a busy intersection. Yep. So, because this is in... Or she could be in the backyard. Yeah, she could be right there behind the house. I mean, I wouldn't think Missy... Or she could be in the front yard. Because, I mean, Missy was an elderly woman. She's probably not dragging this body around too far. Right. And then she got to dig a hole. Right. I mean, I'd be like, okay, you're right there. That looks like a good spot. Now, I know, and I don't know if you were going to touch on this about Missy being a slave and... And the Lowry's having slaves, but also having a room for the Underground Railroad. That kind of seems, you know, contradictory of each other. But it would seem very, very strange for a plantation of this size not to have slaves. And that would make them stand out. So they had to look the part, but... And I have a few theories of my own on this. 
would be they they probably treated their slaves really really good. Yeah, they probably really were were slaves to the public view. Right. But probably more employees or family members but I, inside I, the home. I also kind of think that that their slaves may have been other slaves coming through the ground the railroad and that's what i wondered too if they changed out but then i thought you know if the neighbors start seeing that they always got a different slave they're going to start wondering about that too so they probably had to keep a few on permanent probably so but these people treated their their slaves really well and uh, they were actually just there to look the part and I, i guess really those slaves more were employees of the underground railroad yeah. than slaves so they were working to help others yeah now they did tell us that dred scott actually had come through that home on his way up north right. to petition for his freedom and i think we had discussed dred scott on another show it was on the little richard show yes the little richard show because his wife and one or two of his children are buried in that same cemetery right so that would make sense. Because mm-hmm, I think probably when they passed away, he decided to mm-hmm. try to go up north, and he went through this home. Yep. So obviously there's there's some opportunity here for some paranormal activity. The, well, The yeah. other story I remember, too, is they were talking about, um, was it Big John, what they called him? Or yes. Mr. John? Mr. John or Big John. Um, it was a man that was born in that house. He was a slave. Well, right? do you want me to tell the, the whole thing? Yeah, because I don't remember it. So one day the owners of the house noticed a uh, a little old man standing across the street or sitting. And he was just sitting there looking at the house. And this was early early one morning. The newer owners, not yeah, the Lowry's. The, the newer owners. And they um, noticed he, he was sitting there and the day went on and he was still sitting there and it was getting on into the afternoon, and finally, the the lady told her husband to come out, come look, and she said, "That little old man has been sitting across the street all day, just looking at the house." So he goes out there and talks to him, and he he, you know, strikes up the conversation, and, and the man says, "You know, my name's John, and I was born in this house." And I I was born in this house, and I just wanted to see it one last time before I died. Mm-hmm. And uh, they brought him in the house, and he went in the, the front. Um, like the first room to the right yeah, when first you go room in the to door. The right, right when you hit the front door, he goes, That's, that was my room. That's where I was born. Yeah. And, um, and he, I think he ended up staying there for, what, a couple of weeks? Mm-hmm. And... Um, he actually died on the front porch of the house he was born on, and he was ninety something, yeah, eighty something. He 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 don't remember what year he was born. Right, and that was typical back then. They didn't keep very good documents of birth records. Period. Right. Um, so, but that's pretty cool. I yeah, mean, I mean he he literally came into this world and left the world in almost the exact same spot. Yep. So, but. That's that's another. And he was also born 
a slave. Right. And that was that was the weird thing is, you know, you can tell that the Lowry's had that different perspective on their slaves and treated them differently because slaves didn't sleep or stay in the main house. They, they rarely got to come in the main house. Unless they had a, a purpose, a job they were doing. Mm-hmm. Much less actually, like, give birth in right. one of the rooms of the house. I mean, birth is not a clean process, people. <laughs> in any way, shape, or form. Um, so that that was pretty rare that a, a black person in that time was born in the main house of a plantation. And I think there was a lot of damage to the historic part of the house. And the the people who have who own it now had to do a lot of work refurbishing it. Yeah, because it was actually condemned, right? And was unsafe to go in. And they've they've stuck to the style of the, the era, era as, as yeah. much as they can. Now I don't think all the furnishings and stuff are no period, but they they kept the architecture style. I would like to go during the day. And get one of the tours of the historical, mm-hmm. not the ghost, but just the history, because it's it's just amazing that there's so much history right down the road from us, and mm-hmm. I had no freaking clue. Yeah, like I said, never crossed my mind that there'd be a stop on the Underground Railroad in Huntsville. Exactly, and you know, my grandparents on my mama's side, they had a lot of land that they farmed cotton on, and. Maybe if they had money, it would have been called a plantation. But it was just a big-ass farm because my mama got like 12, 13 brothers and sisters because that shit wasn't going to pick itself. They needed people to pick it, so they just had kids to do it. That's it. it. (laughs) So, you know, and and I can remember mama telling me when they moved their house from the, the lowlands of the creek to where it's at now. That's, well. And... She said, "Daddy had to go. Her daddy, my granddaddy, had to go borrow mules from the farm next to him to help pull the house on logs, mm-hmm. where and, somebody had to pull the one that was coming out right. the back and move it up to the front. Man, that's got to be a slow process. And but they they moved it probably a solid quarter mile, wow. maybe half a mile. But it took like a week. Yeah, <laughs> and but you know." That they didn't tear the house down, they just moved it, and it's still standing today. Where did you sleep while your house was on logs? <laughs> I guess <laughs> beside it or in it. Yeah, uh, that's wow, that's weird. Because I can tell you, Mama used to tell me she would go huddle up by the um, the stove, the wood stove in the house, and she would try to do her homework, but she could see the chickens pecking the ground underneath the house wow. through the through the slats. Wow. Yeah. Your mom was going to kill you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I could tell a lot of things she probably wouldn't she's, want. She's lived through a lot in her 29 years. <laughs> no doubt. Let me tell you what. You know how all women hate that? How old do you think I am? Man. You'd never guess as mom's age in a million years. Never. Cause she I looks find, younger than I do. I was like, how long are you going to be 53, mama? <laughs> She's like, honey, I ain't been 53 in about 20 years. <laughs> it's like, damn, sorry. Yeah, she looks better than I do. 
Yeah. So. But that's, you know, it's just the difference. It's kind of neat to the same time era. Yeah. Ish. Hers was probably a few years later. A few. Um, but her mom and daddy's weren't. Right. Because so. I don't think your mama was around during the Civil War. She'd probably be telling us some stories about that and troops coming through and stuff. You know, I don't know when well, the Civil War was. The thing is, is my daddy told me stories of Union soldiers burying chest with gold in it off Rygat Mountain. He probably heard that from his daddy, though. Yeah, but still, that means they were in this area. Oh, well, yeah. So, you know, it's just, in my mind, it's neat to, to kind of tie the two together. Right. So, you know, because I, I grew up on Frygat Mountain. Yeah. And I've always wanted to go look for that treasure. I bet somebody's found it by now. Oh, I'm sure. Uh, but I wouldn't even know where to start. No. There's a lot of Frygat Mountain. A lot. Yeah. And there's shit on that mountain that will eat you like panthers. Oh. Why is this so small? Because I used it on my fanny pack. Oh, you got it. <laughs> Sorry. Squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> So, back to the Lowry house. So, we talked about Big John. Yep, and we talked about Anne. So, now let's talk about our tour a little bit. Yes, let's talk about our tour because our tour was pretty cool. Um, we had a great group. We did. We had a really good group that was really open to possible experiences. Right. Um, and that's that's important when you're investigating. If you get people who are just closed off to it. You're going to get nothing. Right. There was me, you, Aspen, and her mama, and another group, another couple, wasn't mm-hmm. there? It was, yeah, like another mom and daughter. Right. There sisters, was six of us total. Yeah. Um, and. Oh, no. Because we had our kids, too. Oh, we did. We had our two children. <laughs> there was eight of yeah, us. Yeah, there was eight of us. Um, we can remember the other people, not our own kids. <laughs> Well, we're just so used to them being here <laughs> yeah. all the time. Yeah. Philip and Peyton went with us. Yes, because they are our two ghosty ones. Yes. And w- so the first room we went in was the office. Yes, that was just next to the Underground Railroad room. Yes. And that room was pretty um, pretty active, I would say. It was very heavy. Very heavy, but, you know, the thing was is, oh my gosh, my it, brain just went. Well, it it was well, active in what it blocked. I was going to say, Leslie and them had set up a what's, what's called a light grid, and it's kind of green LED projection, and what that does is if there's a spirit... You can't see the spirit, but you can see the movement through the lights. It, it like puts a, a laser dot grid out yeah. in the room. And it's kind of like, um, have you, you've been driving down the highway and you see the heat rising off the road? Right. It's kind of like that. So Jill had gone in there and was looking and nothing going on. Came out. And then all of a sudden our guide said, man, it just got cold right here. And, and that was right, like... I kind of became oblivious to what was going on with y'all because that's when I got super lightheaded and dizzy right. and had to sit down. So I went in the room and I seen that little wave signature go across the back of the room 
And then all of a sudden, the room just got super heavy. And I came out, and Jill was kind of, I won't say nauseous, but she wasn't feeling the greatest. Yeah, I wasn't feeling good. I was really dizzy and lightheaded, and I felt like something was pushing me. Right. And I noticed the the other young lady that was in our group, Aspen, her EMF meter was going batshit crazy. Yeah. I mean, just lights all over the all I mean, over the place. And the thing was, is I walked over there and put mine next to her, to hers, and it wasn't doing nothing. But we soon realized that the our, one I had was defective. Our, or our batteries were dead or something. Yeah. But, but then the other lady from the other group, she looked at her phone and she's like, why is my phone at 20%? It was at 100% in the backyard. Right. So her battery on her phone drained. just went dead. Um, the when Bluetooth EM, speaker. The Bluetooth. No, it was the headphones. The headphones wouldn't work on the spirit box thing that they right. wanted to try to use to communicate. But her Bluetooth speaker had died as well, and it was fully charged. Yes. Um, and that's how, and just to clarify, um, I got volunteered to be the tech guy. <laughs> Short notice, by the way. And... Um, the young lady that I keep calling Aspen, because mm-hmm. that was her name. Yeah, that's a good reason <laughs> to call her that. She volunteered to put to listen to the headphones, so that's how I got you know acquainted, acquainted with, her. with her. Yeah. So while you were in there trying to get that to work, which didn't happen, no, we couldn't. I'm sitting, of course, because of my foot surgery, and I've been having some lower back problems since not being able to walk right for the last two years. I take a little stool with me. When I go to places like this and we're going to be doing a lot of walking. So, thankfully, because I probably would have fallen on my ass um, when I got all dizzy and lightheaded if I didn't have it to sit on. So, I'm sitting down and my son's asking me, you know, like, are you okay? And I'm like, something's pushing me. Like, I keep, like, if I just sat there and closed my eyes and relaxed, I I would be pushed forward. And so, he's like... Well, if you're not feeling good, then, you know, whatever's pushing you, push me instead. And right after he said that, we both were pushed the same way at the same time. Like, the same, you could see both of us just move back the exact same way. So, we, something was very active in that room. Mm -hmm. But it didn't want to communicate. No, it wanted to give no communication whatsoever. I think it it wanted us to get the fuck out. But it, it wanted its presence known yeah. for sure. And then when I said something later about how that room was really heavy, the one girl was like, why are you so heavy? Because apparently her daughter had said that when she went in to look in the room that was used for the Underground Railroad that she felt like there was something a pressure was on her on chest. chest. Yeah. So it, I think everybody had some experiences in that room. Yep. And then we went... Um, we went to, over to Anne's room. Over to Anne's room, which was ish yeah not a lot happened in there um we we did get the flameless candle to go out and come back on briefly but yeah you were questionable about it it's a little battery operated candle but not i'm i'm a skeptic like that yeah there there just wasn't a whole lot in that room um and leslie had said that 
I think she had said that that the group before didn't have a lot of contact yeah. in that room either. But she also said that that room is usually pretty active, and mm-hmm. tonight it was just off. Right. So then we all go downstairs and go out in the front yard. Take a break. To take a break. Mm-hmm. And they say, hey, while you're out there, take, take pictures. Take pictures of the house. Take picture of this window. Take picture of this porch because, you know, things have been seen there, and, you know, there's activity there all the time. And so... You know me, I'm a picture taker. I turn around and I start taking some pictures. And when I got home, well, actually, no, it was while we were there. I was looking back at my pictures because we were still taking a break. What else am I going to do? Right. It was a pretty lengthy break. Yeah. So I'm looking at my pictures and in one picture, looking up at Anne's room, you can see what looks like a person looking out the window. Mm Mm-hmm. And the next picture was of a tree in the yard. Yep. And then the next picture, I turned back and took a close-up picture of the window. Because the first one I had taken zoomed out where you could see more of the house. So we're talking like less than five seconds in between pictures. Yeah, I mean, the timestamp on the pictures is for the same minute. So it was definitely within the same 60 seconds. Probably more within like 30 seconds. There's nothing in that picture. Yep, it's gone. And in my opinion, you can clearly see... A face and an outline of a person and even legs. Well, Scott was very interested in said picture. Yes. And Scott was part of the uh, the tour guides. He is the male. He is the Southern Ghost Girl guy. Crew, crew member. <laughs> I think that's what his shirt said. And I told he, him I was, he was helping out. Shirts. He was helping out and he wasn't in costume. Um, but we had a big group, and because of COVID, they split us up into smaller groups yeah. to go into four different rooms. Four different so. rooms, yeah. And we would swap every 30 minutes. Yeah. 15, and probably 20. works better with a house like that anyways, because you can't fit a lot of people in one room and right. get much. Right. So um, I, was, I was pretty excited about that picture. I feel very much like I got a capture of Anne looking out the window. I feel you should put that on the Facebook page. Which I will. Oh, great. Yeah. Thank you. Something besides a late announcement. That'd be great. Yeah, that would be awesome. Um, But it was really strange because we had just been in that room and it was not active. So no. to see her looking out at us, I don't know why she didn't want to talk to us other than it seemed like there was an oppressive spirit in there that was maybe not letting her communicate with right. us. Right, but I think that spirit was kind of... To me, and I know I said this at the end of the tour, it felt like there was a massive flow of energy through that house. Right. That there was multiple spirits moving through each room pretty rampant, and I don't know if they were moving because of being pushed out of another room, but mm-hmm. it just there was constant movement of energy. Right. So... When we went back in, we go downstairs into these two empty rooms that I guess are like the parlor, um, which is where they had their souvenir table thing set up with their t-shirts, but also is where they do their theater productions most of the time. Yeah. And that's where Scott was, uh, and he was using a spirit box app. I don't... Ne- Necra something. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't Spiritus. No, it was a different one. But he was using it to communicate. And 
pretty solid evidence that we made contact with a child spirit in that yes. room. Yeah. Um, the dowsing rods, they didn't really want to mess with them. Mm-hmm. Um, he said that they hadn't really messed with the EMF detectors in his other two groups that night. But then when we started making contact through the Spirit Box app, Aspen's EMF detector started going nuts again. Again. And I mean, she literally had it laying on the floor. Yeah. Now, my brain says, hmm, I wonder if there's power ran for the air conditioner right there. Well, then we moved rooms. Then we moved rooms. (laughs) And she moved positions. She was not in that same spot. And her EMF detector was going crazy. Crazy. So, um... And it was it was weird. It was like playing games because we would say, "Okay, well, you know, can you step away from it?" And it would go like up and down the lights or whatever. Like, no, I'm not doing it. Nah, 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 nah. Right. You know. So it definitely seemed like a child's spirit. And at one point in the spirit box app that he was using, a child's voice came through. And there was a, quite a, quite a bit of giggling. Yes. So I I definitely think. There was a child of some sort there, but the, never did get a name or anything. Right. Now, the weird thing was, is I think the child may have followed us to the next room. I think they liked Aspen. hmm Because her EMF detector stayed going nuts the rest of the time. Right. The whole time, it was still, mo- until we quit. Yeah. Well, when we quit, it quit. But what was strange about that room. And this is Big John's room. This is Big John's room. Um is when we started noticing her EMF detector going off, we asked for the other two EMF detectors to go off too. And so all three people had theirs in their hands in front of them, and they were in sync. All three of them were in sync. Doing the same lights. Yep. But prior to that, I was standing over by the fireplace, and... I heard something, and it literally sounded like someone was breathing. It was like... <laughs> just somebody, you know, hard, a mouth breather. Yeah, a sinusy congestion breather. Well, I was listening, and so I was moving my ear around, because I thought it was... I honestly thought it was Philip. Then... Everyone starts kind of looking around. Then the, the guide goes, do y'all hear that too? And it stopped. And we and well, we paused. And she gets so. And she said, "Heavy breathing." And I was like, "Oh yes, I, that's exact." I thought it was Philip, but then it, it wasn't. It was like when someone falls asleep just before they start snoring, like yes. that kind of a breathe. Yeah, it's like a real heavy mouth breather. And, but it, um, it was loud and very. And everyone heard it. We were all looking around, like, "What is making that noise?" Yeah. And um, then I, I thought I heard scratching on the door. Yeah, you were standing next to the door. That said, do not enter. Because mm-hmm. it's probably just storage or something right. for the business. Because so, this place does weddings too, by the way, guys, if you want to get married in and, a haunted house. But <laughs> it was it was very audible breathing that nobody could explain. Right. And then um, she got out the Spiritus app with the speaker. And I took video of it. And I know there was a lot of stuff going on with that spirit box but 
it all pales in comparison and nothing else is coming to mind other than the one thing. Right. Because I was so excited about it. Very. And it's all caught on video. Yes, I have a video of it. You need to edit it down where it's just that part because okay. it's like 10 minutes long. I'll do it. But um, we were asking if we could talk to Ann. Okay. But for those who don't understand what Spiritus does... It scans through the radio, uh, FM radio station, right, and it picks certain words that the spirit will throw out there. Will make it project like it will only catch that one snippet of the station, and so it's very random. It it spins about three seconds on each station, if that, if that, yeah. And you know, as you turn the dial, you know, sometimes you get all that static, and you'll catch one word. It's that, that one word may have significant meaning. Right. And that's but, what they say the spirit is pushing that word. Yeah, the spirits kind of hold the station or pause it or use the electromagnetic energy to speak through right. those so, changing frequencies. The best way to explain it was the way Philip explained it. It's like Bumblebee right. from Transformers in the movies. You know how he talks through the radio? Right. That's it. So we're we're asking questions and it's it's Big John's room, but it's also right next to the front door where Ann was probably shot. Right. So we were asking to talk to John, we were asking to talk to Ann, and I think at one point we heard a woman's voice and we asked if it was Ann and we didn't get an answer. And so our guide asked, um, did Ann's husband ever Come back for her. Did he ever come to this house? Did he ever come looking for her? Something like that. And music. Like a, a whole song. Like a Pi- piano no. song. Not like a... Kind of like parlor music. Right. Like you would have heard back in the... Somebody sitting down at the piano and playing a tune. Right. And it it played. But the weird part was it played for probably 30 seconds... While the ra- while the station still scanned, while you still heard other words and other stations over top of it, yes, and it continued solidly with no pauses, no static, kept playing clear as a bell. Even while we were still asking questions, it was still playing. Mm-hmm. And then because it was it was, the music was loud, so you couldn't really hear what the words were being said. So I said, well, we're having trouble hearing what you're saying over the music. Can you turn the music off? Boom. Stopped. Done. I mean, as soon as she said, can you cut the music off? It stopped. It stopped. But the radio station kept scanning. Yep. And then we asked a few more questions. We didn't get any answers. So I was like, okay, well, can you turn the music back on? And immediately, a male's voice says, no. No. I was like, okay, then. (laughs) <laughs> so we were talking to Leslie, who is way more educated on this stuff than us, and we were telling her, you know, what was going on, and she said she has only had that happen once or twice in the 15 years that she's been doing this. Yeah. I mean, I I still get all excited and jittery thinking about like that. That was huge to me to get yeah, a continuously was- playing piece of music. Yeah. So, I mean, it was pretty solid. Yeah, and we got a couple other little blips of someone singing 
and once again the EMF meters they would sync up and run mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden the REM pod would go off and stayed going off and that room was it was it was, it was, it hot. was yeah it was lit up with activity and and what's strange is when we went in the guide said well we'll see what we can get but we haven't really had much happen right but this the, whole night so the, we'll see what we can get in she here. was very excited as well yeah i mean it whatever was in there liked our group <laughs> yes so and i think we had a real good group that were kind of split on half and half of believe or mm-hmm. skeptic which you know i always look at everything with healthy skepticism because if, I'm, if I want to believe it, I want it to be real. I don't want it right. to be, you know, something that I can disprove. I want it to be oh, without a shadow of a doubt that this is what I'm seeing. Well, you were even quick to kind of say, like, well, I wonder if her phone could have started playing a song yeah, in the exactly. background on the Spiritus app. But I have the Spiritus app. You can't, right. you can't cut stuff on and off while you're using it or you turn the app off. Exactly. So, see, that's we disproved that. Yeah. So... I can't come up with a way to make that work, to have two signals at one time going through the same speaker. And she didn't know I was going to ask the music to stop either. Right. I mean, it wasn't her that asked that. It was me. Right. So, see, therefore, I, that, I believe, is solid evidence. Yeah. And, yeah, I'm just all excited about it. All in a tizzy. Yep. <laughs> so, that was fun. And... um, And then we, um, I guess we can kind of push and say to look for future announcements from southern ghost girls you know why don't we start pushing some of that to the page yeah um i don't think they've announced it yet so i'm not going to announce yeah that thing the thing yet but um your i'd say your favorite podcasters but your current podcasters (laughs) the ones you're listening to (laughs) the ones you're listening to right now your favorite podcasters of this moment are well, possibly going to be assisting. We have been asked to lead some tours at an upcoming future. event that to, we will announce. To be announced <laughs> when they do. Um, we haven't got the details, but we have started putting our costumes together. I'm excited. Yes. I'm too fat to be a Southern Belle, but whatever. Um, <laughs> and, and I'm not a Southern Ghost girl because... I'm a guy. Apparently, he's a Scottish ghost guy. Yes, I have ordered a kilt. <laughs> so that's it has the, the same start. initials. So I guess you're good. Um, but yeah, I we're excited. I'm, I can't wait till till this happens. And um, we'll we'll share details on the page and definitely. anybody that's out that way. We hope you you come out and check it out. Cause oh yes, we would love to have some folks come out and hang out with us. Yep. So we've we've almost pushed our hour just talking about this. Yep. But I want to just briefly, because it's not going to be worth being its own show, um, talk about what I did the other night. Oh, um, yeah. So I had a reason. <laughs> HIPAA uh, forbids me to discuss what. But I had a reason to have to be at Hillcrest Behavioral Health Hospital in Birmingham the other night. And I had a little bit of a wait. About four hours. Um, about two. Two, four. Two, two waiting hours. I was there much, much longer. Um, but I figured while I was waiting, you know, hey, I'm at a at a mental health hospital. 
that's usually a pretty good place for paranormal activity. And I think it's pretty old. I think I looked up how old it is. Um, if you give me a second. Pull it up on the trusty interwebs. The Google. Yeah. Um, it was founded in 1925. Wow. Yeah. So it's pretty old. Um, and like I said, it's it's a mental health hospital. So mm-hmm. you already have people who are disturbed and have things going on in there. It's also a hospital hospital, I think, or was at one point. So chances are somebody's died there. Correct. So what would you do? I pulled out my Spiritus app. Okay. And, of course, in my car because I wasn't going to sit in their lobby and <laughs> ask ghost questions. No, <laughs> we have discovered that the general public does not quite appreciate it. No, um, and I didn't have my earbuds with me, and I wasn't prepared. So, um, yeah, I just sat in my car. But what we noticed listening to, because I did the, the screen recording thing, and I had Dwayne listen to it, and I was a little worried about a spirit that we heard on Southern Ghost Girl Tour in Coleman possibly having followed me, because Leslie has said the only place she's ever talked to the wolf has been at the train depot in Coleman. And very clearly, twice in this recording, you can hear the wolf say its name and it's that growly right voice but he wouldn't growl no so i'm thinking for one i was there it was a full moon for two i was in a mental health hospital i think a spirit was fucking with me i don't disagree with that (laughs) um or a spirit thought they were a werewolf or something right um it was it was hard to do alone because it, it's helpful to have other people there so when you're asking a question they can already be listening and somebody else to kind of confirm that you're hearing right. the same thing because whenever the group says the same word we know we're on the same page right um there were a lot of different voices yes a I can lot imagine. And any time I would ask about the hospital, you know, was there anyone that was a patient here at the hospital? Is there anyone that wants to talk to me about the hospital? Were you treated well here at the hospital? Was this a good place for you? It was like everybody started talking at once. Um, You could hear at one point in the video, I remember specifically a voice saying, no, 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 no. When right. I asked about the hospital. Um, another point, there was just a scream. So, I, I think I was picking up, St- like, time loop, like, stone tape. Maybe. Loops. Maybe. Um, or people who were obviously very mentally disturbed or really did not enjoy their stay at the hospital. I can see that. Um, but the fun thing, too, I also figured out a new way to use the ghost detector app and i did a screen recording of that too i don't know if you ever watched it or not i did not um but once again this is one of the apps that i made fun of on our episode about 
ghost detecting equipment. <laughs> and we don't feel bad about making fun of it. But we have learned from our mistake. Um, it's the ghost detector app that's the blue square with the handprint in it. Um, and on the top of this screen on the app is it is what basically is an EMF detector. And it has the little green bars that turn yellow and orange and red, depending on if it's picking up activity or not. Right. And then it's got a little spot underneath it where random words can be printed out, basically, um, that are supposed to be words they're communicating with you. Well, whatever I was talking to wasn't doing too great at throwing the words out. It threw a few. Um and they all pretty much pertain to not liking the hospital. Like one was disgusting, one was despicable, you know, those kind of words. But I noticed when I would ask a question, the bars would change. And I would wait thinking that it was going to spit out a word. Well, after a few questions, I started noticing a trend and realized that if I asked a question and the answer was yes, it would turn more towards red like more activity right and if the answer was no the activity would pull back to almost nothing okay so there's a distinct a detectable difference right so it it worked almost like a pendulum with yes no answers right but and i remembered leslie talking about you you can use the emf detectors that way you can take them and ask yes yes or no questions or you know yes no or maybe kind of questions because you can have green orange and red yellow yeah Yeah. as your as your choices so um i was kind of excited to figure out a new way that i was using my app right and and can use in future events um anything else paranormally happened this week um no i don't think so i've been pretty busy with uh work and it's stuff. been a busy week. It's been a long week already. Yeah. So, I know what you're getting ready to look up our housekeeping stuff. I am, and I'm trying to find it quick. I need to no, you're fine. pin so, it or something. So, here's what's going to happen. Uh, I'm going to discuss this. Is the hosting company that I put the podcast up through, I was listening to their podcast about things that they've changed, and they have a section called monetization. Well... It's every podcaster's goal to make money off their podcast. I mean, Joe Rogan just signed for, what was it, $100 million? I mean, I'd like to make money off of sitting on the couch and breathing if I could. If I can make money off of anything, I'll do it. Right. But. Anyone want feet pics? So, <laughs> I, yeah, I don't, I'm sure we all have noticed that there's no commercials. There's no funding for this podcast except for my back pocket. And mine. And hers. Which is pretty much a budget of zero. Right. So, you know, I put a link up on our page to where if you want to donate or contribute any amount of dollars, you can. If you don't want to, that's fine. Um, I'm going to continue to pay for it because I like it. But if anybody would like to help out, I'm not going to say no. 
Right. If you um, want to throw a dollar our way each month to go towards our hosting fees. Right. Because right now that's pretty much the only cost we have of the podcast is yeah, our hosting fees. All my equipment is, is, a, is paid for. I paid cash for all of it, but, you know, my hosting fees, you know, um, run about 300 bucks a, a year. Yeah. And I've got... You know, all my equipment, like I said, it's paid for. So that's that's but, neither here nor there. Right. But if we ever want to upgrade equipment or if we ever need to repair anything. Right. Or if we ever need four desk mic boom stands, that would be great because for some odd reason I can never remember to buy them. <laughs> um, but that's an option. And there's a link in the description that's going to take you to my Buzzsprout page where you can find every episode we have ever done. And if you look right above our picture, there's a circle with a heart. You click on that, it's going to take you to a PayPal. It's mine. And you can donate whatever amount you feel led to do or don't. Um, but I thought it would just be something because... The, the guys were saying, you know, there there were there have been podcasts that they listen to that even the small amount that it takes each month to pay for it became too much for some folks. And it was a good podcast, but they never ask. Well, and but hang some, on. You, sometimes you cut me off again. Okay, sorry. Um, so the thing was is even, you know, it's like if they would have just said, hey, Here's the deal. They, the guy said they would have paid $5 a month just to say thank you for putting the podcast out. We like it. Right. And it also kind of encourages us to let us know we're putting something out that you like. Ish, yeah. But regardless, if I never get a dime off of this podcast, I may drop my hosting service down and drop to an every other week before I stop doing it. Right. But I'm not going to stop. Yeah. Regardless, because we, I enjoy it. We like sitting and talking to ourselves. Yeah. And, you know, I reach, I know that I've got some pretty diehard listeners. And I will say, just in the last week, I have noticed a few more Facebook page likes of people we don't know. Right. So, we're it's, it's a slow process, but... We're building. It, it's an option. If you if you want to, great. If you don't, we're gonna keep trucking right along and giving you the same great late ass content. <laughs> yeah, we started on a Friday, then we went to a Wednesday show that comes out on a Thursday, and <laughs> right. <laughs> Sometimes I I need a nap. So, but you know, um, they did that. It was a, a quick thing for me to do, so I threw it out there. Um, so. Other than that, and Jill had no idea I did this. I did not. Surprise to me. Yeah. He was going to keep all the money for himself, y'all. It goes into my PayPal account. So he's still going to keep all the money to himself. I'm going to buy <laughs> boom stands with it. So you ready for some housekeeping? Uh, yes, let's do some housekeeping. You want a towel? No, I want housekeeping. Oh, okay. Um, our intro and outro music by the... Arab famous band House of Curses. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> Our Facebook and Instagram that we have mentioned a few times. WTF was that pod? We will be posting. 
I will almost immediately be posting the pictures I was talking about. The video is going to take a little editing work. Right. But that'll be on the Facebook page at WTF Was That Pod. It'll be on the Instagram if Dwayne steals it. I don't do the Instagram. I actually was thinking maybe I should let you do the Instagram because you can do Listen, the reason I say this, if you do it on Instagram, you can link it straight to Facebook so it does both at once. I'm sure I can. You know how often I think to get on Instagram? About once every six months. Yeah, I know. So All that's right. not going to work. So I guess I'll do keep doing. Well, I hadn't been doing Instagram. Sorry, guys. But I'll <laughs> go to the Facebook page. <laughs> I will try to get back in the habit of that. All right, and then you can email us at wtfwtpodcast at gmail dot com. Send us your ideas for stories, or I mean, I guess eventually one day we might do a listener episode, or we can interview about an experience, or yeah, you know, whatever. You know, send us some stuff. Yep. Do some things and hit the button.